I think a lot of people, like you said, it seems a little far-fetched, and so we can just like pretend that it's not happening. Do you think we can really pretend that we're not living in a spiritual battle? That's a good question, because we have to keep blinding ourselves to all the signs that are pointing to the spiritual world. I mean, if you really open your eyes and look, it's everywhere. The fingerprint of the spiritual world is everywhere. Just one out of thousands of examples. The first, whenever we had that Parkland school shooting down in Broward County, when they arrested Nicholas Cruz, you know, the first thing he said, it's recorded on police body camera. The first thing he said, I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing voices. And right after that, there was a vigil. I remember turning on the news and the first thing I heard the pastor say when they clicked the television on was, this is spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. And he was praying intercession that God would send forth his angels to fight against the demonic forces that are seeking to destroy the souls of mankind and provoking and possessing people to commit horrible acts of violence and evil. But that's one of so many different signs that, you know, yeah, we could just think, oh, yeah, he's just crazy. Or, you, you know, you could be driving down the street. Schizophrenia is yeah, what they call that. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you could be driving down the street mentally Ill. and you see a guy, you know, he's, he's talking to himself or screaming to himself or whatever it is, you know, and our first thought is, yeah, he's just crazy. He's high on drugs. Not understanding that, no, there's a spiritual problem right there. He's not spiritually whole. There's a spiritual force that is working against him and possessing him and taking control of him to do crazy things. So the word that came to me that, that I never really used before was wickedness. And I started to see the wickedness that was happening all around me. And it was shocking because I had not had a f forum for wicked. I kind of thought that that was like a word just left for literature. You know what I mean? Like there's no such thing. You know, or if it is, it's kind of at a higher level. But when you started to see the wickedness in all of the actions and everything that was showing up, I realized, whoa, there is good and evil that is working in opposition. Absolutely. And you know, one thing that I did personally when I first got a cell phone, it might sound kind of crazy, but I know that the wickedness of this world is growing more and more each and every day. The Bible says in the last days that it'll get worse, that the love of many shall grow cold and that wickedness will grow throughout the land, right? And when I got my cell phone, I went to the websites that show you the wickedness that our news agencies won't show. And I'm telling you, it's graphic. It's evil. There's some things that, you know, I wished I would have never clicked on that video when you're watching, you know, cartels decapitate people or when you're watching people go on shooting rampages you know, in these other countries or... The dark web, if you will. The dark web is at an all-time high. The dark web, yeah. And so many of it is hid from us because they're not putting it on Google News that cartels just beheaded 21 cops, you know, or whatever it is. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different things that we're blinded to see the manifestations of these, these demonic forces working in groups. Just for an example, we know how... Using drugs is a gateway to the spiritual world that it becomes a possessive substance that takes control of you and opens the door for demonic influences that makes you lie, steal, cheat. I mean, as soon as you get high on drugs and, and you're getting high every day, your mental stability decreases unbelievably. And next thing you know, you're doing things you would have never done. 
because of drugs, right? Well, look at this. Look at how these Mexican cartels are just manifesting in demonic spirits. I mean, think about this. If anybody's been on the internet anytime soon, you're looking at 52 hundreds of armored vehicles with cartel members. That's all spiritual warfare, 100%. There's a demonic prince that stands over those regions in Mexico that has power to influence his demonic spirits into getting these drugs into the hands of people in America to bring them down. Because, you know, the whole thing is make the apple rot from the inside out. And with America, I mean, substance abuse is so dominant and prevailing in our culture and society. And that's another way of how evil spirits operate. If we go to the book of Daniel, Daniel was praying. And as he was praying, finally the angel came to him and he said that I fought with the prince of Persia and I was withheld, but now I'm here to deliver the message. So those angel spirits were fighting against the demonic spirits in Persia to get Daniel that message. And so look at how we don't see those same princes of Mexico or princes of whatever region in Mexico where cartels have a dominant influence. We don't see that. But what we do know is that there is a demonic realm that is so powerful and manifesting at such a rapid pace, whether it's in Mexico or whether it's in Sin City, Las Vegas, or whether it's in our back in our hometown, they're all around. And what they're doing, it's all about divide, conquer, control. And you could see how it's working. Understanding this demonic warfare and understanding how it is. I have a real quick story of the first time I vividly saw a demonic spirit. And it happened through a dream. But before the dream, I was in prison and I was standing next to this guy who they called Diablo. And, you know, he's all tattooed in the face and Literally at that point, he was telling me how he grew up in a voodoo house and how, you know, they would practice all this black magic and witchcraft. And as he was standing there, he pointed over to a guy that was leaning over a mop bucket. And he said, I used to see this type of stuff every day. And he pointed to the guy and literally on cue, that guy stood up and started screaming at the top of his lungs. And what happened was he had smoked a stick of K2, but in prison, they lace it. And he opened himself up and he started screaming at the top of his lungs and started pushing bunks. There must've been about five or 10 of us. We jumped on him to hold him down. And this is a 250 pound dude serving three life sentences for killing his wife and children. And he literally became possessed and lost it at that point. And we're holding him down. And I put my hands on him and I started praying. And I said, Father God, deliver him from this evil spirit. I pray, Lord God, get him out of this position. Deliver his soul. Fight against the demonic forces that are taking control of him. And eventually he calmed down. They took him out of the dorm, put him in confinement. And that night, as I was laying in my bed, I had a dream. And in this dream, it was like an evil black looking monkey with a skull face. And he, he lifted up my sheet and he looked down on me. And as I'm looking up at him, I felt a sense of fear at first. And the first thing I said is, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I woke up out of the dream. You know, those are types of spiritual experiences that so many of our listeners have experienced in one way or another. 
all of us have our own stories and all of us have our own different paths that we've took, but God's fingerprint and the fingerprint of the spiritual world is always there. And the spiritual world has always and will always continue to show itself to us. But the thing is, is we have to have the eyes to see. When Christ was speaking to the multitudes and the disciples, he was saying, they have eyes but can't see, ears but can't hear, unless they become converted and I heal them. So on that note, then, I think to kind of like frame and, and wrap up this first episode, I think it would be perfect. Can you give us a sense of what you know about the difference between spirits, demons, and angels? Okay, absolutely. So would you like to have like the breakdown yeah. in death? Yeah. Okay, so, so Satan, right? Because we hear Satan, the devil, demons. So Satan in Greek is Satanas. And the definition literally means an adversary to stand against, right? Where Diablo, which is the devil, means a traducer. And a traducer is literally defined as a slanderer, someone that slanders, right? Then you have demons, which is, comes from the Greek word of daemon. And getting into that, the first definition means one to distribute bad fortunes or to know. And then getting into the dragon, which is dracon in Greek. And that is literally the seer, the knower, the seer. And all those words fit the personalities of those names in respect to understanding the spiritual world. So a lot of times we don't understand, but all those are, are all combined is a characteristic of one, of the demonic forces that fight against us. Forces. Absolutely, because they come in different ways. You have the serpent, which the scripture said was more subtle, more crafty than any beast that had been made. So you have the serpent, which comes to you and tries to twist the word of God. Wow. Right? Then you have the devil, which literally comes to tempt those, just like when he came against Christ, to cast himself down from the pinnacle and that his angels will bear you up or to turn rocks into bread and not to tempt the Lord thy God or take the name of the Lord thy God in vain or that you shall only worship the Lord thy God. When the devil literally straight up came to him and said, listen, fall down and worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world and the power of them if you fall down and worship me. And he said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. And so Satan comes at us in all these different ways. One thing I've found that is that it's so subtle at times. And then at times, people that are weak in the spirit and soul, they just open themselves up to it. And they come at us in ways to where, you know, it could be the neighbor living next door. We wouldn't understand that there's a demonic force taking control of them. They might be doing good things. The whole outside might be beautiful and white, but inside they're broken bones. They're dark. Thank <laughs> you.